in my last literacy lesson, I talked about Bloom's taxonomy, taxonomy, and how we go from the lower order thinking skills to the higher order thinking skills. Teachers act as guides on the side to help the students focus their learning so they go from knowledge to comprehension to application to analysis and then synthesis and then evaluation. So they are deepening their learning and going beyond the surface to conceptual development. It doesn't matter what they're doing, playing in a sandbox or a, using a pail in a water table or building towers with Lego or using bricks in a Montessori classroom or painting a picture or doing an experiment with plants. It's all the same process. Taking students from one level of conceptual development to another level of conceptual development. But the question then becomes, as a classroom teacher or as a parent, how do we know whether the students or our children are actually learning? There was a time when I went to school when there was only one way to communicate new learning. You were given pages and pages of math questions to show that you knew how to do arithmetic. You were given something to read and a bunch of questions to answer. You were given a spelling dictation. You were asked to write tests. But if you'll remember, I, I, in an earlier lesson, I talked about Howard Gardner and his multiple intelligences. Not everybody's equally as good at writing a sentence or writing a story. That doesn't mean they don't know or they haven't learned anything. They just don't know how to communicate their learning on paper. So what, we, what we're going to talk about for a few minutes today is how do children communicate to us their new learning? There was a time when we had students do projects and they had to do research on a topic and then write their project, write the, the, do their project, do the written work and draw pictures. I remember in grade four, I did a project on Mexico and I took all my National Geographic pictures, I took all of my National Geographic magazines and cut out pictures from the National Geographic and pasted them on paper and wrote. I looked at the pictures, I read what they said in the magazine, and I wrote. My project was done. But did I learn anything? Zilch. I remember asking my students to do speeches about something that they were interested in. And so many of them, because I told them they could write about their pets, so many of them ran to the encyclopedia, 
hold D for dog, C for cat, G for gerbil, P for parrot, H for horse, and they feverishly wrote out everything that they read, line for line, word for word. Did they learn anything? Zilch. Today, the trick is to ask students how they can demonstrate their new learning. There are all kinds of options. There are all kinds of ways. In grade eight at one school, I had to teach them about the various land habitats on the planet. Grasslands and jungles and steppes and prairies. And what I had them do was do murals, painting pictures. Because believe it or not, somebody that's good at painting might not be as good at writing sentences. But that doesn't mean they don't understand what a prairie is or what a jungle is. Another time they did di dioramas. They used construction paper. They used shoe boxes or cardboard boxes. And they made little figures out of construction paper or pipe cleaners. Some people can hear a poem and then compose music. Composing music, writing stories, giving speeches, making models, any one of those things is an option for demonstrating new knowledge. The trick is, is not to have them just make something or draw something or say something. They have to be able to answer questions. They have to be able to explain what it is they're showing. So you do a project on trees and you want them to talk about the different kinds of trees the different root systems, the different kinds of trunks, the different kinds of leaves, whether they grow in the shade or they need the full sun and so forth. And you tell them that they can tell everybody about their new learning in any number of ways. You give them the options and then you ask them, have you got any other ideas? And you always have to be open to letting students come up with new ways to demonstrate their knowledge. One of the first ways I applied this was when I did book reports. For several years running, my reading program involved my students having to read a book every month and then doing something to demonstrate to the class what they learned by reading the book. They chose the books as long as they were challenged a little bit by the reading. 
They couldn't read easy reading books in grade four or grade five. They had to read something more grade appropriate or age appropriate. But I had kids interviewing, one person interviewing the author and asking questions about the book. Like in a TV program, I had others making videos or writing a traditional book report or a book review, why you should read a book and what you might find enjoyable and what you might not enjoy in reading a book. You need to be open to the possibility of two students doing the same thing and then demonstrating their new knowledge together rather than separate. And then you as the teacher have to listen carefully or observe carefully to look for the things that you know they now know those students that they didn't know before or they could do better now than they could do before. It's all about the new learning, showing you how much they've gone from one level to another, from the zone, the zone of proximal development and how much they have developed in their conceptual development. Remember the days when we were in school and we did experiments and we had to write up the teacher did the demonstrating. We watched, the teacher talked, and then we wrote up the experiment. And the teacher marked our writing. They marked for neatness and pictures and the accuracy of the labeling. Chances are that the majority of students learned squat. And I mean that, squat because they didn't have any buy-in. There was no interest in what was going on. They were going through the motions. But suppose you did an experiment and you explained to the children what was happening, the ingredients and the hypothesis, and then you asked them the questions. And you do it again so that you can ask more questions. And how could you change this experiment? And how might you apply what you've learned by looking at this experiment? You need to make sure that the children have opportunities to buy into their own learning. You don't define how they communicate let them define. What you need to do is you need to remind them they can't do the same thing each time. You can't let a child write a poem every time or write a report every time. You have to try and keep track so that they are forced to expand their repertoire of skills. It's all about helping the children grow in new directions instead of everybody doing exactly the same thing all the time. When we take our students on a learning journey and we 
use Bloom's taxonomy to go from lower order thinking skills to higher order thinking skills and we ask them to evaluate which is the highest order of thinking the next step is to ask how can they communicate to us as the guide on the side as the teacher what they think about the ending of a story the characters in a story the setting of the story the morality of the story and so forth learn sorry learning is open-ended and to be a proper guide on the on the side you have to constantly allow the students to help define the direction their minds are going to go that's the only way it's going to happen think about that